Trump decided to bomb Syria last night. Is this an act of national defense? Is it our job to save other countries from themselves? What is really going on here? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, talking about the most important stories of the week. And I think we can all agree that Trump's decision to bomb Syria last night is the most important story of the week, if not the year. Uh, It was supported by France and Britain also, and WSB will have coverage of the news as it breaks. Details continue to emerge. We'll do that every four times every hour throughout the weekend. And uh, you can also get alerts on the WSB radio app. Uh, But I... Uh, a lot of times when it comes, I'm a hardcore libertarian, a lot of libertarians consider themselves, uh, say that the basic premise of libertarianism is the non-aggression principle. Uh, I don't usually cite that because it's so obvious. I think everybody thinks they they live the non-aggression principle in that uh, we all know that you're not allowed to um, institute, initiate violence unless you're defending yourself against uh Violence. You want to protect your person or your property. So that's the basic thought. But a lot of times when our governments are acting, we make excuses as if we don't have to apply that standard to them and that instead uh, they know things we don't know. And if you knew all the facts, you could consider this an act of self-defense, even if it's like four degrees removed or whatever. So most of the time I have a hard time having... uh, trying to convince people in the heat of the moment that um, military action is rarely justified. And But this time, it seems to me, a lot of voices are coming out to say that they don't agree with this. They don't believe in it. And uh, normally, you think that you have, like, uh, hardcore left with CNN and hardcore right with Fox. But when it comes to military action, you will find that... All the the mainstream media, all the cable 24-hour news cycle always goes into lockstep justifying use of military force. And uh, it's it, it doesn't feel like that today. And, and I was reminded of a tweet. I went back and looked at my tweets from a week or two ago. All the th- over the past week or two, I've been tweeting as I get a sense that one, one storyline or another is setting us up. I felt that there was a lot of that recently. And one of the things I noticed was that, that uh, for example, there was a big, gigantic headline on CNN.com that said, when impulse becomes policy. And uh, I tweeted at that time, if I have the exact tweet, let me see if I can read it to you, uh, that rogue Republican Trump would uh will get us into war i tweeted this april 9th so it's like five days ago rogue republican trump will get us into a war everyone else in both parties can disavow while also saying but now that we're in the war we have no choice but to win it it's uh it's amazing how each new president exploits the last hope of a jaded population while the wars march on that was my editorializing at the bottom but 
But the but my point is that what I saw happening was that you would have uh, you know my view of the world is that there that that the power in the world certainly the power in this country is the real power is beyond partisanship. It's not it's not uh, you know the guy. There isn't really a struggle at the very top between Democrats and Republicans. At the very top, it's the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about. And ultimately, uh, there's a lot of infighting, sort of fighting for the corners, you know, like the mafia does in the drug neighborhoods. They fight for the corners. They want this pork. They want that pork. But ultimately, they do what what they're there to do, which is serve the military-industrial complex. And by doing that, they... They're always going to uh, prosecute these wars. But if if every guy, every guy who promises hope and change or draining the swamp, if everybody does the same thing over and over again, eventually people should catch on that this was the plan all along. And it looks like the plan all along. So in order to keep uh, to keep people believing, I think that that this isn't a lot of smoke and mirrors, they keep telling us these are outsiders. Obama was supposed to be an outsider. Trump was supposed to be an outsider. Now he's rogue. Now he's impulsive. He's starting trouble, but he doesn't know what he's doing. And the Republicans can distance from that and still say that that once the war starts, you're still going to prosecute it, but you don't have to take responsibility for it as a policy decision because there is no plausible explanation it has to just be impulsiveness or whatever there's no legitimate defense purpose for it so the best thing you can say is this guy is just a hothead but i don't believe that i think that this is what's been in the plan for so long and and another thing is people say well if obama hadn't pulled back we wouldn't be in this pickle Obama dropped 26,000 bombs on that area, Syria and the surrounding areas, last year and and 20-something thousand the year before. And I'm not just making that up. That uh, The first time I read it was in Foreign Affairs magazine, which, like, that is the <laughs> that is the power behind the throne. That's the Council of Foreign Relations publication. So the foreign policy has been the same throughout. And normally people get in lockstep behind it. Now I feel like there's a little twist to keep people thinking that there is some uncertainty. But in the end, you get bigger government, bigger spending, more war. I feel like that's that's how it shakes out. Um, and I, I don't even believe that Assad dropped chemical weapons on his own people as like Within days of Trump saying he was going to leave Syria, why would he do that? It makes no sense. But I wouldn't. And, and chemical weapons is just not something you want to drop in your own country. You know, it's just it's just a weird storyline. And the first time they accused Assad of doing it, I was watching Fox News, and I saw them show the chemical weapons that were used. This was the first accusation a couple of years ago. And I'm watching it and I'm saying, I saw that video before, but that's not a military installation. That's a cave. And and I remember seeing it on international news where they showed that the rebels in Syria were trying to light off these chemicals and they hurt themselves. So they had to go to the hospital, which was where it was a government hospital. They had to show the hideout. They had to show their chemicals so they could get the antidote. And this was this was televised internationally. 
But Fox did the same footage and said, these are Assad's chemical weapons. They clearly were not. You can go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, and see it. So I knew from the beginning the story about the chemical weapons was deliberately falsified. So you have to ask, what are they up to? You know what I mean? They're after something. And, and it could be that they're just after, maybe it's a distraction from other troubles that are going on in the world. There, there is trouble in Palestine and Israel right now. Um, maybe if you really want to be cynical, maybe this is just another of the crazy things that looks to me like the Republicans are trying to lose on purpose. So many of the Republicans are stepping down. Paul Ryan just announced he was going to step down. That's supposed to spark another wave of abdications in an already unprecedented avalanche of GOP abdications at the most important juncture. I mean, I think it's virtually treason to um to give up the the uh the ship like that and you know kind of make way for the blue wave as they call it of just flipping the whole country so everybody is democrat and i see little things like the the trade war whether it's real or not certainly a spooking markets which was one strong selling point the gop had was a strong market and um uh, i think this this po- this strike is unpopular certainly you're going to have some people use this as a rallying cry behind democrats in the midterms I, I really don't know what the end game is here. In general, the story with Syria, the reason I think that there's a battle for turf in Syria in the first place is that Qatar and Iran share the largest maritime gas field in the world. And that gas can be pumped to Europe through a pipeline that goes up through Saudi Arabia and Syria into Europe through Turkey, or it can go on the Iran side up through um, ultimately Syria and Turkey. And I, and from what I've always understood, it was that Syria basically chose Iran, and that's when the bombs started dropping. So it could be big geopolitics. It could be little stuff. You know, it doesn't seem like that uh, significant um, an amount of damage. So we will see what the point is as it unfolds. But I feel like uh, let's you know, it's kind of raw. Let's open it up and let's just talk about it. And just tell me what your gut reaction is to this. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Of course, I'm here with my trusty producer, Binkley, who helps produce the show, provides some great audio for us and uh, helps me follow the Twitter feed. Hey, Binkley, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, but I, I get, I, I don't like war. I feel like we have moral, it's, we are morally responsible for the actions of the people who initiate violence in our name. And it really morally, it disturbs me. I feel like I, I, I just don't know what to do. It's quite perplexing. <laughs> I mean, I just don't even know what the answer is. I almost feel like since, since Trump didn't go to Congress and our representatives didn't actually vote on this then maybe we don't have the moral responsibility because it's really not done with our consent. That's the process by which we've given our proxy to the representatives. And so, I mean, maybe we're morally not responsible, but it certainly is a quandary. I didn't even realize that was a thing anymore, going to Congress. Well, it isn't, but, you know, some of us like to read the ancient texts. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so we don't have a lot of time. I talk too much. Can you give me just a quick tweet or something to launch us into the next segment? Yeah, I got one from Alan who tweets, Newsflash, President Assad gasses 40 people to bring about the ire of superpowers to destroy his gas-making equipment. Uh, hmm? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think that was... Put it pretty much in a nutshell, why would this guy do this at this time? It makes no sense. And I actually, uh, you tweeted to me yesterday some fascinating audio that supports that. It really makes that point um, very clear. So let's get to that as soon as we can. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 77 degrees outside the studio, a little overcast. Uh, I know people's allergies are driving them crazy, but I love it when the dogwoods are in bloom. So that maybe will brighten your day because we're talking about tough stuff. Bombing Syria, and I want to get to the calls. I'm going to James in Atlanta. Hi, James. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Hey. Uh, I got a couple of things. First of all, uh, we need to pay attention to what's going on around uh, Bank of America announced that they're not going to lend money to any gun manufacturer who produce so-called military-style weapons for civilians. And as we're tr- slowly turning to the communist Chinese where, the, where, where corporations is, uh, are, are starting to control what's going on. They can't control politically, but corporations have much power, as much power, as 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 the, the as the political uh, apparatus in this country, so I mean, you have to watch out for that. I think people should not. Uh, you have money in Bank of America or a Citigroup, pull your money out of there. And another thing, uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump announces that he's getting out of the out of out of Syria. Then boom, all of a sudden we have a gas attack, uh, a chemical weapons attack. Now they did they pulled the same thing last year. The globalists are trying to provoke us in the war with Russia, and some people say that you know Russia said it was the it was the uh, the British military who was responsible for that. Some people say it's Israel. Israel is trying to keep us in the Middle East, and they're going around committing false flags to keep us in there. And um, you know, it's definitely uh, suspicious. I think people need to read between the lines. But see, Trump, Trump, he's he, he's not educated enough to know when he's getting played he doesn't know he doesn't have any military experience he's getting duped by the people around him the the people that want to go to war he he doesn't know so they're showing them stock footage of kids being gassed and he, he doesn't know if that's real or not that's a james i absolutely have to follow up on that point um i got to do it after the break but john bolton the new national security advisor the his he brought into our um, language, the expression stovepiping, which means selectively pushing up information that gets the guy on top to make a specific decision. So I really want to talk about that. And uh, I will do that after the break. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. There were strikes on Syria last night with the U.S., France, and 
Britain joining forces. Uh, WSB will have coverage of the breaking news four times each hour throughout the weekend. Details are still emerging. Reactions are still emerging. Um, WSB will also have uh, alerts on the WSB radio app. Uh, But the fact that details are still emerging. So last night, this happened last night. So I got a Wall Street Journal this morning that didn't even mention it like that. I am almost suspicious. They they could have probably slipped something in, but they didn't. And it's like a classic. I don't know if it's a propaganda ploy. I don't know how you would talk about it, but it's classic to kind of take news that you don't want highly scrutinized and put it out after hours on Friday. It's an old stock market trick. You don't want the stock the stock to be able to respond to your merger until the it's all papered up, until it's done, until it's whatever. So I kind of feel like that is a little bit of what's going on, but that's an opportunity for us. So if you're listening to the show, if you're still listening to this show, if you've heard it before, just tuned in, you're probably a free thinker. So let's take this opportunity that we haven't had the glowing box piping noise directly into our brain for 24 hours straight and just uh, think about what's going on here. If you've heard the story, we I, I think from... Let's say let's call Wikipedia the the uh, encyclopedia of record. If you if you go to YouTube nowadays or Facebook, they'll actually link you to Wikipedia to verify sources because Wikipedia is the official the central scrutinizer. So what they said on Wikipedia is that we dropped a hundred plus missiles and and it said that it's widely reported that seventy something were deflected and. Uh, and if that is true, I have to beg the question, like if Syria, beleaguered Syria, can knock out 70% of the missiles, I mean, granted, 30, 30 missiles is a lot of missiles, you don't want them falling, but um, I wonder what our defenses are like. I wonder if you could actually think North Korea is even a real threat to us with n- probably no intercontinental ballistic capability, and we probably have even more of a defense, but... Um, but I don't even know if that's true. I don't even know if they deflected that. We really don't have all the details. Uh, But there's some questions here. So let's just have a conversation. Give me a call if you have an opinion, if you think you have some insight into it, or if you just think there are questions that need to be asked. Let's get it on the record. Because if this does turn into something big... We, uh, I actually do go back to the beginning and listen to the old shows and find the old notes and say, hey, we... We foresaw what the issues were. So when these guys say, well, who knew this would turn into a big war? Who knew Russia would react? We say, well, we all knew. Well, what, are we, what are we paying you for? So give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I wanted to um, explain uh, one thing James brought up before the break was a, um, he said, he felt Trump was duped into this. Maybe they somebody ginned up a chemical weapons attack or uh, fabricated some evidence to convince Trump who had said, perhaps offhandedly, let's get out of Syria. And I don't know what to think of Trump in that regard. I don't know what he knows, what he doesn't know. I just don't. It's impossible to tell. So for me. But I will tell you this. When John Bolton was tapped for national security advisor, I immediately uh, tweeted, 
previous articles I had written about the origin of the expression stove piping, which is where somebody close to the top takes all the information and and you have to think of like a pot belly stove all the information is in the belly and the pipe that shoots up is the is a narrow uh conduit for in in the case of Bolton selected information that he piped up to uh one of the bushes now here is he in the same role as gatekeeper to the president for making decisions like this. And this was a, if you if you think there's a movement towards world government, and as James pointed out before the break, and I've been coming up with the same kind of thing, I now call it the world corporation. I don't even think it's a world government. I think it's a world corporation. Um, that Colonel House, if you know who he is, he was uh, the Svengali, the puppet master of Woodrow Wilson, getting us into World War I. He was also a founder of the Council of Foreign Relations, this Colonel House. And his philosophy, or their philosophy, was to just, all you need to do is control the State Department, and then you control all the information the president gets, and he doesn't even know that he's being manipulated into making a certain decision because all the evidence points in the same direction. And, and their coup de grace in that regard was when they got FDR, uh, who was in a wheelchair, in the Oval Office, he really could not pound the pavement and he couldn't be exposed to anybody who did not get past the gatekeeper. And they manipulated the information he got from from what I have read. And that could very well be what's happening here. But I, I thought it's interesting to get a little history lesson, understand some of these tried and true methods of manipulating the people at the top, because we really don't know what that answer is. Um I'm getting a lot of calls, but I want to square away a few things that we had talked about before the break. So if you're on the on the phone, uh, hang on. I will definitely get to everybody on the phone. And if you want to call, I still have open lines, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Uh, Binkley, my trusty producer here, um, provides some great insight. He usually brings to me what they're saying on the left, because I cannot expose myself to some of that <laughs> more extreme propaganda. And reads uh, reads my Twitter feed, so I don't get distracted and pulls out a few that we can get to. Um, tell me what uh, if you have a tweet for me. I do. I have one from Bruno who tweets that we didn't know he had chemical weapons, but then knew several pr- production facilities to bomb. Instead of sending in UN inspectors, we destroy the evidence. Help me understand. Oh, that's very interesting because one of the articles I had read said maybe even was before last night said the investigation the the team was supposed to get to Syria today, yeah. Saturday. So what was the big hurry? You know what I mean? I know. And I mean, they're like, well, I heard Mattis in the Pentagon last night saying he was supposed to have destroyed his chemical weapons. Russia insisted that they were destroyed. And here are chemical weapons. So there you go. Yep. It's like, but, but there were some, there's some debunking on these chemical weapons anyway. Like the original picture that came out was a, of a canister that hadn't even been deployed. It was just an empty, it was just a canister that wasn't even open. There's a lot, I don't want to get into the details of that because it doesn't matter to me what he did. It is not a an act of self-defense that my agent in government uh, to it's the opposite to spread terrorists and and refugees like wildfire by bombing these uh, secular strongmen in the Middle East is against my personal self-defense. I don't want it. <sighs> anyway, so let's it's just one minute i think that audio yeah it's okay so b- before james called um 
we, uh, Alan had tweeted that why would Assad even do this right now? So, Binkley, that reminded me of some audio you tweeted last night. Can you give me a, just a second of backstory on that? Yeah, it's Mayor General Jonathan Shaw. He's a former commanding officer in the British Army. and He, he, he was an Iraq guy, right? Wasn't yeah, he, he was in Iraq. Ran the Iraq thing? Okay. And he gets cut off by the Sky News reporter, Samantha Washington, when he starts talking about how there's no whoa, reason whoa, for whoa. us. Let's listen to it. Okay. All right. All right. I just wanted to know who the guy was. So he's he's a guy who knows stuff. Right. <laughs> he actually specializes in chemical weapons. Yeah, so stuff. that's why he was their expert that yeah. they had on the air. And this is Sky News. It's the, you know, World Corporation News. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is clip one. I think quite apart from all that, the, the, the debate that seems to be missing from this is... Uh, and this was actually mentioned by the by the uh, the ambassador was what possible motive might have uh, triggered Syria to launch a chemical attack at this time in this place? Uh, you know, the Syrians are winning. Don't take my word for it. Take the American military's word. General Vergel, the head of uh, CENTCOM, you know, he said to Congress the other day, "America, uh, Assad has won this war, and we need to face that." So, and then, then you got last week the the statement by Trump or a tweet by Trump that, that America had finished with ISIL and we we're going to pull out soon, very soon. Uh, and then suddenly you go. Okay, I'm 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 very sorry. You've been uh, very patient waiting for us, but we do need to leave it there. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I feel like that guy who was like. I know this is the last time I'll ever get asked to say anything anywhere. This is my silver bullet. I'm doing it. I, I'm worried for that guy's safety, honestly, at this point. But I that uh, it's just so blatant. I mean, this happens. This has happened before. I remember a soldier at a Ron Paul rally was saying the same thing. Like, we don't need to be there. And they're just like, what? I can't hear you. Blitzer, <laughs> whoever was just like, I'm sorry. Connection's bad. Sorry. Click. They're making the noises with their mouth. <laughs> you can see they pan over to them and they're making the noise. <laughs> They'd have to cut that too. So anyway, you should watch. Did you tweet that? Tweet it again so people can right. see it. Because in the, the visual, the guy's just like shaking his head like, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Got it. Check. Um, I shouldn't laugh. It, it was laughable, but this is a very serious business. Uh, I am going to go to Michael in Atlanta. Michael, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. You know, I've been a Trump guy since the very first time he ran in 2012 at the end of that, uh, trying to get in there. You know, I've been backing him all the way, but I just, you know, me and my friends have been texting back and forth, and they're like, hey, are you finally convinced that Trump is now a puppet? I'm like, no, Trump is not a puppet. He thinks on his own. He's you know he's for the he's for for people like me and you, and then I see him go and and, and launch a strike in, on Assad, and I think uh, that's you know what like at some point like I even I have to wake up because that is crossing the line like like you just played. There's absolutely no reason for Assad to have used chem, chemical weapons when he's winning. I'll tell you, Michael, it's funny because last year, so it was almost exactly one year ago, April 7th, 2017, he did the first round of these strikes. And, and it might have been a Friday again, probably was. And I remember tweeting with people and everyone's like, what the heck? This is ridiculous. And then the news cycle started. And by the time I got on the air the next day, uh, everybody was like, you don't understand. You don't understand. You, He's got a secret plan or whatever. And um, I said... Uh, so this time around, I thought it was 
interesting. You know, I figured it would be the same thing, that people would not wake up to it. And and I um, appreciate that people are, especially Trump supporters, you're hoping those are the people who were thinking for themselves, who wanted to stop being under the yoke or the curtain of um, of that establishment mesmerization. But um, I also, so, so that's one thing, and I appreciate your call and that you're pointing out that, uh, you know, you can't fool all the people all the time. But I also found that the fact that the mainstream media is not speaking as one and not just bombarding us constantly with the excuses is letting people think a little bit. And I actually, um, you know, I puzzle over that. Let's talk a little bit about that after the break. And I've got more calls, so hang on. I'll get to every... Peter, John, Mike, hang on, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 82 the high today, 61 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I want to get to a call. I want to go to Peter and Sandy Springs. Peter, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. I um, just wanted to say that, that basically my main point would be that today it's just so hard to know who to believe. Um, I mean, I, I've been covering this pretty well and, and all over the media, checking out this and that, and um, there's just so much disinformation out there. I, I, I don't really know who to believe, and I, I kind of have a healthy uh, skepticism of our government and the media as a whole, um, so I, I really try to stand back and, and take a complete look at these things. But um, it, generally, I think I would trust Trump more than I would trust the media, to be honest. And it, it, the main point I'm talking about here is I see online all these people saying that this whole Syria thing has been a, a false flag operation and and that sort of thing. And, and my, uh, you know, my original um, response would, would be not to believe that, but I, I've seen... Um, these crisis actors that, you, you know, you'll see a picture of them uh, rubbing their eyes and, you know, getting dug out of rubble and looking like they're in whole, a whole lot of trouble. And then the next second, they're, you know, getting pictures taken of them with, you know, by the media, hanging out with the media, and it looks like it was just a, a total hoax or a setup. So back to the original point, it's just so hard to, to know who to trust in a situation like this. And uh, the other caller was talking about, uh, what what does the U.S. have to gain from this, and and what does Assad have to gain from this, since he's winning anyway? And, and that's a good point. Um, and I'm I'm really just kind of trying to figure it out. But uh, when I think about all the things that the government has gotten away with in the past, I, I would not be surprised whatsoever if there was, you know, a different agenda behind this whole thing. Yeah, that's uh, a couple of really important points. One is I I started when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today. I thought the first thing I want to I want is to have an honest conversation about governments. You know, what is it? What is there, I, there's a word for it. It's a pathocracy. It's no longer representing us. I also want to talk about why it's so hard to understand, to figure out the truth. That's not an accident. And you, Peter, are not the only person to have that experience. I want to get to that after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.